Hello and welcome to a new episode of Geeky Girl Gap. I'm Candace, and with me today are Bree. Hi. And Vanessa. Hello. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about not what movies we're most looking forward to in 2018, but the movies we're kind of worried about. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just go first. And the movie yeah. that I'm <laughs> most worried about, shockingly, is a Star Wars movie. It's, no. Yeah, I know. Candace worried yeah. about Star Wars. That's like half my life. It's Solo, a Star Wars story. You guys know Rogue One, right? How that was a standalone story. Yes. Yeah. So that's what Solo is going to be. It's going to be a prequel. It has different... No Harrison Ford, which I think is so weird. I don't think Aldrin, I can't say his last name, looks anything like Harrison Ford. So... That's an issue. No, what, no, th- there's no replacing Harrison Ford. You can't do it. It's such an iconic That's role. And yeah. He's the one who plays them. So. Well, it's true. I mean, it is a good opportunity to allow a younger actor. But again, like, you have to be so cautious with casting an iconic, like, iconic role as someone new. But, um... Haven't they been having a lot of problems on set? Yeah, that's my biggest problem is originally Phil Lore and Christopher Miller, the directors of the Lego movie, were directing Solo, but then they um, got fired over creative differences by Lucasfilm, and Ron Howard was hired to take over. Ron Howard's a great director, so are Lord Miller, but... Howard got uh, got there kind of late in the game, and I don't know how this is gonna work. Yeah, I mean it is a little iffy. Yeah, I yeah, I, I just keep coming back to the fact that that it's not Harrison Ford because <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have like kind of avoided everything in regards to this. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a young actor who can really handle it and maybe like in his audition like he have you seen okay i haven't seen age of adeline but have you seen it vanessa i have not but i but i kind of want to watch it just because i i know it's probably going to be terrible but it's harrison ford and it's blake lively and i love both of them so okay well the guy who i don't forget the actor's name but the guy who plays the younger harrison ford in it looks just like him oh really, oh, really? yeah yes so everyone was like, why didn't they just hire this dude? <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, you have to not only kind of look the part and, you know, just, I mean, just coming from an acting standpoint, like just because someone looks like the other person doesn't mean they embody the character because Han Solo is so unique. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that character has just cadences. So maybe... Again, I'm not there for their auditions, so I don't know. But maybe one of them embodied the character better. That's true, but they're going to have to do a really, really, really good job in order to live up to that standard. (laughs) Totally, which is why the problems on set have me concerned. Like, not as much as Candace. (laughs) (laughs) No one's as concerned as Candace. Um, but the other thing about him is he's like 20, the actor is 28 playing him. And I believe Han was only like 28 or 29 in A New Hope. So I don't really understand like the young Han Solo. 
is it supposed to be taking place before New Hope? Is that yes. what, it, what it... Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's a prequel. So it's like a couple months before? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be years. It's supposed to be yeah, years because it's like how he met um, Lando. I believe it's how he met Chewbacca even is in there. So, I mean, him and Chewie have a really great relationship by the time A New Hope comes around. Yeah. So. Just because the actor's real age doesn't mean he can't look younger, though. Meh. <laughs> Come on. Look at Dawson's Creek. They were all, like, what, like, 30? Playing 16-year-olds? They look 20. Now that I'm older, I can see it. Uh, but when yeah, you're 10, like, or, you're like, or, yeah, mean, that's... If, if we're going that route, think of Greece and how they would, like, no. Oh, yeah. They were like thirty-five playing eighteen. 16. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, it it all depends on the younger actor, but sometimes younger, real age doesn't necessarily mean they got the acting chops to pull something off. You know. So, um, a lot of people are speculating that this might be the first Star Wars movie to actually, you know, not do as well. Solely because of the directing, you think? Only because it's just not having as much hype. And again, the Harrison Ford thing, like you guys were saying, is such an iconic role. I think some fans are turned off by the idea of someone else. Mm. Well, and I think the hype thing is true, because actually before you said something, I didn't actually know that this was coming out. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. The, the one that I was saying that I was most apprehensive about is Mamma Mia 2. Okay, and why um, is that, Vanessa? Because, so I'm a, I'm a big, you know, theater geek, and um, I, I actually really love Mamma Mia, which I don't think a lot of people do. Um, but it, it's just one of those kind of lighthearted musicals that you can just watch whenever, and it's, it's a feel-good thing. Um, and the, the movie I was kind of iffy about but but at least it had it had like fairly good acting except for Pierce Brosnan. But I also think that, that, that yeah, well, I, like, I also think that that role is kind of is is cursed in a way because I've never seen anybody do that role well. But can those actors sing who take up that role? At least, oh no, uh, ish. <laughs> but but the acting is always terrible. I don't I don't know why. But yeah yeah, Pierce Brosnan also cannot sing. Um. Anyway, I'm, but I'm apprehensive about, about Mamma Mia 2 just because I, I really don't think that that kind of musical needs a sequel. It's all about money, isn't it? It's definitely a yeah, cash grab. Yeah, it's, it's like, I, I'm sure that they can make the story a little bit interesting, but you already know, like, okay, so she was, you know, she had these guys, and then you get to know the guys, and then, like, that, that all happens in Mamma Mia!, I don't really know what else you need to know about the story. I heard so, a rumor. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard this, Vanessa, that Meryl Streep dies in the movie and then Cher takes over. Cher is supposed to be Meryl Streep's mother, even though they're like nine years apart. That's really oh. weird. I, I know, Candace, you said that you heard that she died, which, which you know, is is fine. Like that, that makes that, that kind of makes sense to me in a way, but I did not hear the share thing. And that, that makes me even more nervous about this movie. (laughs) I honestly, the reason I thought she died was because 
the only Meryl Streep that was shown in the trailers was from the first movie. Like, flashback, kind of. And, yeah. and yeah, and Amanda Seacree, who plays her daughter, Sophie, is like, I can't do this alone. I can't be pregnant alone. And they're talking about her like she's passed. I walked by the poster in a movie theater and someone said, oh, Meryl Streep dies in that. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're you're where all the all the movies happen, so I guess like that's that's a little more I don't know accurate than maybe what I, we've heard. I don't, I don't know. I don't believe anything until I see it. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I just I I'm very worried because like like I said, I'm still kind of iffy on the first movie for for certain reasons, and so the the, the fact that they're making a sequel to it just kind of. Are they it, it, using ABBA songs still? There's so many ABBA songs left over. <laughs> they have two gold albums or five. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I could, I guess I could stand it if it's you know, good singing, good ABBA songs. But it's, it's just, I don't know. As, as a theatrical, having a theatrical background, you kind of like cringe when you hear of sequels being made. Broadway sequels. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Love never dies. Yeah. Brie, what is number yours? One. Oh, number one. Okay, she has feelings. Well, <laughs> you know, just from looking at this list, I found of like everything coming out. This year. It was hard to like narrow which one I thought was worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a lot of them I'm, I'm, I'm worried there's, about. I'm there's worried a about lot of them. sequels. There's a lot of sequels, and that just makes me nervous what? in general. Yeah, I mean, it, it's unbelievable how many that they're coming out with, you know? And Like, find an makes, original idea, people. Well, what makes me mad is that there are original ideas out there, but companies like studios are nervous to take risks because they want something that's in guarantee money. But the way that art is made is to gamble and try new things, you know? That's why I think a lot more independent... Like The Room? Like The Room, <laughs> yes. Take a gamble. Um, well, maybe not that one. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of, you know... Like, more so indie movies, you know, that's what gets, you know, acclaimed. Like, I, you know, there's just so many, like, fresh ideas, but they're not getting backed by a really right. big studio, you know? Unless you go, like, to Sundance, and then it becomes widely, like, talked about, and then maybe a studio will back them um, for a short release. But it's not like a blockbuster. But the blockbusters that we are seeing are mainly just sequels and reboots right now. Like, you just recently saw, what, Jumanji? I did, yes. <laughs> and it was, I mean, so yes, it probably was a kind of a cash grab, although I do think that it was also just, because, you know, The, Ro the Rock also produced it. Um, so I think that he just it's kind bad. of... Yeah, <laughs> I think that he just he just loved the story and wanted to, to kind of do a fun take on it. Um, which, you know, if, if you do go see this, go go into it with, with that expectation that it's not like the original, because the original you can't beat, obviously. 
yeah. but I think I think that they did it right. I think that they kind of they they took the idea, and they they had enough references to the to the first one that made you know like yes, this is like we're we're you know kind of contributing or contributing everything to this this first movie and everything. But it was it was a completely completely different take on it. Which is um, good, which brings yeah, me to the exactly. I'm kind of really nervous about, about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary Poppin Returns. That goes back to my whole thing about Harrison Ford being Han Solo. Isn't Julie Andrews Mary Poppins? Yeah, and I mean, I guess you can say a new generation, a new person, sure. But so I feel like... Re- are they remaking it, or is it a sequel? No, it's, it's a, a sequel. sequel. So okay. what I read was... There's like a loss in the family or something, and Mary Poppins comes back. It's Michael's wife. Michael and Jane are all grown up. Uh huh. And Michael's and Michael has children, and his wife dies, and you know. But why does Mary Poppins have to come back for that moment? Like that just seems bizarre. But, but I mean, okay. So here, here's the question. So Mary Poppins comes back. For the kids, though, right? Yes. Yeah. For, for the new okay. kids. Yeah. Uh, I guess it could kind of work. <laughs> it seems like a, a very far reach, and it, it almost sounds like uh, Emily. Emily that... Blunt is Emily. Emily Blunt is playing her, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at least she's a good like... actress. So, we'll, I mean, it could work. I mean, I guess, but my problem is, it sounds a lot like Nanny McPhee almost. I mean, I know she, like, Nanny McPhee was, like, ugly and then turned pretty when she left or whatever, which, whatever, did make sense. And I didn't really watch the movie. I just knew that. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like, you know, I need to be here for the kids at this moment in time type of thing. But my thing is, like, and I guess maybe that's what the first Mary Poppins was. Like, oh, I need to be here for the kids because the parents aren't around. And not but it, but, yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess the big concern is if Mary Pop. Yeah, like because 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 Julie Andrews exactly was Mary Poppins. Like she's this iconic, iconic person for this character. And and you know I, I guess it just depends on how Emily Blunt can pull it off and how this movie can pull it off because it could it could be yeah. kind of like this this idea. You know, Mary Poppins is this i this idea of this 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 person who comes to help to help kids in need. Um, but yes, I, I I I'm kind of nervous about it as well. <laughs> well, I'm just like, what's the purpose of having it? Like, why do we need this? Yes, yeah. Lynn Manuel <laughs> Miranda is in it. Okay, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of flipping to the positive side on this now. <laughs> yeah, and I think he wrote songs too. He's, he's... okay. Well, I mean, <sighs> oh, I, mean, I want to go see it just he, for him. Yeah, he he really so far has not failed me yet. So this is true. Moana, Moana was amazing. Was oh, um, Moana! Literally, so I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my top ten now. Oh yeah, love it. Like I, I was like crying the whole entire time. Yeah, 
I, yeah. I came out of that movie, I was just so happy and like, yeah, I can take on the yeah. world, girl power. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was so good. And the music was great. I mean. And it made me miss the water. It was so awesome. <laughs> come back. I know. Back. I'm trying. Um, okay. Here's another. Have you guys seen the original Super Troopers? No. Of course. No? <laughs> There's two types of people. Yes, Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, well, you know, you, you kind of only want to see super troopers in a certain, you know, kind of mindset, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it could go either way. It could be really good, or it's going to turn out like the sequel to Dumb and Dumber that they try to release. I don't think now. you need a sequel to super troopers. It's, it's you just, it's, it's a standalone. Yeah. And For like, so I many think comedy for that time period works. Yes. I don't know that that seems it seems like overkill to me. I don't I don't really understand that. Me neither. I don't know. Maybe it'll be great. Another movie we kind of discussed in a chat was the Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and my whole thing is I hope they learn from the mistakes of the last one and actually use animatronic dinosaurs like they said they were going to. Which I, know. I feel like I feel like they just CGI'd <laughs> over any animatronics they possibly used. Well, no, that's what okay. So, how Jurassic Park, are you laughing at me, Vanessa? No, no. I mean, yes, but no, but no. <laughs> I so get really yes. serious about my dinosaurs, okay? No, I, no I, I agree with you. It was just funny how, how like, emphatic you are about it. <laughs> well, let me say, so, okay, Jurassic Park, what they did was they used animatronics, but they did put a layer of CGI, but they just put it just enough where it looked realistic and why the velociraptors gave me nightmares for a very long time same that kitchen scene yeah. oh my god that haunted oh. my nightmares oh so scary <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it, well, the whole really? trick of C- cgi is that you mix it with something real and then you mix it with cgi so the eye doesn't have time to like be like was that real was that not and then it goes back to real fake real fake real fake so it tricks your mind yeah. And that's why Jurassic Park still stands, while some other movies that had CGI at the time, they just had CGI. They didn't yeah. use it. Yeah, well. and I hate just CGI. So it's- the th- the thing about the new the new Jurassic Park is like so so isn't the the um, premise that they're they're they built it on some sort of active volcano and they're saving. Yeah, the premise okay. of this one, the, the active volcano, it, like, explodes and they have to... We're address- at a time now that we would know if we were building something on an active volcano. What Spare the heck? no expense. <laughs> I don't Spare know. Spare no expense, exactly. Find a freaking island with without a volcano. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed they to take place years one. in the future. And Bryce Dallas Howard's character is now really pro-dinosaur, and she wants to save all their lives, so they have to go back. Why do they keep making this, these movies? <laughs> Money! I'm okay with a good Jurassic Park script. Like, I'm okay if they did it in a way that'd be cool. I, like, like, if someone took over, okay, fantasy here, if someone took over that first Jurassic Park, you know, and, like, made it again... Except without, like, I don't know, how I didn't mind that, like, other new dinosaur that they did. One more oh, thing. The new, the new one in Jurassic World? Tr- Tronus yeah. Rex, whatever. 
but okay, the original idea for the re the reboot of Jurassic World was they were gonna do human dino hybrids. Oh God, that's so bad. Why? That's like centipede stuff. Yeah. So I think we should be thankful for what we got. So that was the first idea. Thankful now, but like. I will. I will say that I did like. I did actually enjoy Jurassic World, oh, but I, I think it's because I like. I went in there with like fairly low expectations. <laughs> also, there was the nostalgia factor. Yeah, that's true. The oh. music, the sight, yeah, yeah. the, the oh, music, nice. everything. I mean, the fact that that um, why is his name escaping me? What's his face? Chris in Pratt. It? Yes, the fact that he's in it kind of he's just so likable. Helps it. Oh, he helps is. Helps it out. Yeah, and and, and he's very so hot. Yeah, very so pretty. pretty. Very pretty. And the fact that he had his like own troop of dinosaurs, I was like, this is adorable. <laughs> I mean, granted, I don't really believe that he could control the velociraptors, but whatever. <laughs> he trained them you know, when they were babies. He a, thought, well, they thought that like he was his, or he alpha. was like, yeah, their alpha. Yeah, I get it. Like, like their mom, their mama bear, their mama dino. Except they still turn on him. Which is great. I was happy about that. I mean, I come on. I go. I love the Jurassic Park where they're like, the guy was even like, you know, the the girl line like when he's holding up the gun. He's like, oh, there you are, girl, and dies. That was a nice reenactment. <laughs> I have no idea what she's talking about. It's a moment where that park ranger guy, he's, like, wearing a little hat. And he has in the first like, movie. Yeah. In the first movie the first where it's, movie. like, clever girl. Clever that, girl. That's oh, it. there we go. I was about to say, I'm like, yeah. what is Brie talking about? Because I just <laughs> recently watched these movies. I don't have the script them. right in front of me, and my memory's kind of shot right now, but he's holding the thing. Yeah. But again, Jurassic but, World has one thing going for them, and do you know what that is? The no-human-dinosaur hybrids. Two things going for it. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Truth. yeah. I love, love you said Jurassic World. Bitches. Fallen Kingdom. Wait, say it again? You said Jurassic World. It's Fallen Kingdom. It's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Malcolm to get to Ian is back. <laughs> I do love Ian Malcolm. He is- Ian Malcolm. Malcolm Ian. What am I saying? Ian Malcolm. And Malcolm. I love him. But fantasy, back to the fantasy, it'd be great if they rebooted the Jurassic Park Park and then some idiot people won like radio tickets and got to go and then got killed. That's what happened in Jurassic World. (laughs) I bet there was a radio contest family somewhere in there that got picked up by the the pterodactyls. (laughs) Probably. But I, I don't know. I guess like Maybe it's the army. I don't know. Something. What if it was it, like a Rosh- Rashomon? Yeah. Like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern version? Like where it's a family and how they try to like survive, but then grandma gets eaten by a T-Rex and they're like, oh no, there's only four of us left. And it's just yeah. how many people live to the hangar? I guess like what I was missing was that you know how in Jurassic Park there was this that overall suspenseful feel the whole and like that tension that yes. whole entire time because you cared about the characters in those yes. movies. The characters in Jurassic it- World were so bland. 
yeah. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do not remember. Park, the whole idea, I mean, the whole idea was new to everybody. I mean, not just us, but to the characters. So the characters yeah. were, experience, were experiencing it, like, along with us. So you got, like, you, you understood why they were excited about it, why they were kind of nervous about it, and therefore you were experiencing all the emotions with them. That's true. And, and I, the writing was way better. Um, oh, <laughs> the dialogue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even the way that they could have directed it, I didn't feel alongside. Maybe you're right. Maybe the characters were just that bland. I wasn't alongside of them. And they wanted to be. So I think badly. that's been the issue with them hiring these indie directors. They really don't have enough experience yet. And I think it's great that they're picking out new talent and everything like that, but giving them the reins to these huge franchises right off the bat after one movie. Is I don't know. Of... Some indie, probably some indie directors could handle it. Okay, you know what? I used to love. But the I'm idea. the director, it's the writing. I know. I used to love the idea of these new directors coming in, and then someone mentioned, "Hey, you notice how they're all white men?" And I'm like, "Fudge, you're right. This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> it's just white men giving more white men jobs. Okay, what movie are you most excited about for 2018? Deadpool 2. Black Panther. Avengers Affinity Awards. Yeah! Woo, woo. Even though I'm really excited about Black Panther and Deadpool 2 as well. These are going to be some awesome movies. <laughs> this will be the second Marvel movie I will have watched. You need, you, okay, we need we need to change that. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, but, I've tried, you know, girl. Like, I'm super excited for Black Panther. Like, I'm I like I am I'm definitely more of like a Batman girl. Um, even though I haven't really seen the new Batman's because I've been sorely disappointed in everything DC has touched. But don't, don't even bother. <laughs> I cannot wait for Black Panther. I'm super. Yeah, scared. I need to go see it. I'm like, I need to see it opening weekend so my, like, tickets count. Also. Oh, I know. But the thing is, I don't know if I can get tickets in L.A. because I think they're, like... Yeah, they they actually broke the new record. Uh, they they yeah. made a new record of how many... Um, really? Van mm-hmm. sell... Uh, ticket sales. It's, like, number one. Hell, yeah. Woo! So, yeah. Diversity's good! We've been telling you guys that for years! <laughs> I know. Representation matters. Look at Wonder Woman. Now look at Black Panther. What have we been saying? Happy dance all around. Oh, actually, I take that back, DC. I liked Wonder Woman. Kudos to them. Wonder Woman was like a, was a, what is it called? A breath of fresh air. A beautiful fluke. A beautiful fluke, yes. (laughs) Well, that's it for us for today's episode. I'm Candice. I'm Bree. I'm Vanessa. Stay geeky. Bye!